I want to add that cramp is pretty bad. I just, it's just a time thing, you know? Yeah. And try as you might, you can't just do it all. I mean, it's just, there are limits to what you can accomplish during Christmas. As I really found out this year, Jamie, Christmas. If I can swap out that four Santas that lady's got for these four snowmen, or she's got four snowmen, I'm gonna make her four Santas. If I can get that swap, I, I've got takers for a couple of the snowmen. That's good. So I can just stretch my, <laughs> my findings out. Rhonda doesn't need her snowmen until the Christmas thing on the 28th, so that gives me a little room. She wants three or four. I gotta have a Santa for June on Christmas for Andrea. That's the 21st today. Yeah, today's the 21st. So you're gonna be busy. I'm going to bed. I'm sleeping till the new year comes. That sounds nice. Then it though. Man, I was dead to the world last night when I got called out. I feel like this Christmas was a lot like Father's Day for us. We thought we were prepared. And then it just kept going. Just overran us. I took all that stuff into the post office yesterday and it just... The sheer number of things that have went out is just crazy. Like you said, you think you're halfway prepared. You know, and... We weren't even close. I mean, I wasn't even in the in the neighborhood of prepared. I don't think I was in the same town as prepared lives. We went through half of those tubes that I had you get already again. I found another package of those in the oh, did closet you? there at the oh, awesome. basement. Yeah, they're the long ones. Yeah, that's fine. I believe. I just couldn't believe that there yesterday I packed up that order. That's crazy. I was just thinking about it, and I, like, I don't know what you do to scale up from that, except hire and just make more. Well, you know, that machine is operating. You have to. We have to prioritize our time usage better. Yeah. For starters. Yeah. If we quit doing the shows that are not productive for us, which I think we've kind of agreed that's what I we think need to so. do. So if you look at that, and if you say that each one of those shows actually costs you four days at least. Yeah. Well, that's 16 free days. It's half a month. It's half a month. Even if you only work half of those days, that's, and, a, lot of our produ that's a lot of production for us. Yes. And if you looked at it more realistically, those shows are probably costing you closer to the bigger ones. They were probably costing you closer to five days. Yeah. And you start looking at that. And you start looking at a month worth of working days that you're throwing away. Plus, you're wearing yourself out for not a lot of gain. No. For us. Yes, for us. I mean, it's just kind of down to what we said. We enjoy the people. We just, the events don't do anything for us. And I can go there for a day and say hi to everybody and. Yeah. And not be. Exhausted. Exhausted, yeah. That's something weird about five medals. Is there some people asking, 
this week on Facebook, like, are there any photos from this year's event? And like the park service hasn't talked about that event at all. Oh, really? No, there was like a thank you to everybody who came. There's been no photos come out, nothing. Really? It's like Brooke and I are the only people that have posted photos from that event. What do you suppose is up there? I don't know. But it kind of, just with the amount of empty camps there, I'm... You I'm, wonder what they're going to, if they're going to kill it. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, with the holidays, they're just busy too. I mean, I don't imagine the Parks Department has a huge social media t team, you know. No. But, I know somebody they could hire. Yeah. He's always looking for more to do. No, I'm not anymore. I've reached that point. And what's ironic about it is I've reached that point and I have more people asking me for stuff than ever. <laughs> that apparently is how that works. I mean, since I've been working full time and on here, and for Brent, I've had two or three more people approach me about that for what would be more full-time work. I need to build a team. Bring Paisley on, have her start doing yeah. social media stuff. Yeah, start paying her and build business. I mean, there are times that businesses just present themselves. Yeah. I.e. the Santa Claus industry. By doing these... And what I've got to do, I need three of those and a couple more Santas. I'm going to be right at 100 carvings. In what time frame? Since Halloween. Since Halloween. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I think that's nuts. When I used to, like I said, I used to do a lot of carvings. And I, I considered if I did 100, 150 carvings in a year, that was I was moving some carvings. And granted, these are... In a sense, more of a production type of a carving than they are. Back then, about everything was different. Yeah. Other than the gnomes and things kind of ran the same. But um, where these are more stylized, I guess is the word I would use. But still, coming off of one pair of hands that are still functional, which amazes me. I would have thought they'd have given up the ship a long time ago. I know the rest of my body's wanting to. I woke up this morning laying there thinking, well, it's Saturday. Yeah, you better get down there and make some Santas, dude, because you're behind. <laughs> Christmas is coming. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I posted some of these on Reddit. In the carving Reddit there, just to, just to share them. And people asked. And people were saying, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> And I, not like, not to be cocky, but I just said, yeah, this is like, a, you know, a few days. You know, this has just been nuts. People were, assumed they were for gifts and it was just like, no, this is one batch of close to a hundred for <laughs> sales this year on it. And it's just, you don't, people don't think about that. <laughs> people are so used to finding a hundred of these on a shelf at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. That are all cast. Yeah, I, I'd never really carved anything close to this level of intensity before. This has just been so crazy.
you know, you think about it, and, and when I bought that package of wood, I thought, man, you know, 700 bucks. Thanks for what I paid for that around that. I thought, I wonder how long it'll take to make that back. And I've almost got that by a factor of 10. <laughs> That's nuts. On one product line. <laughs> On one product line. And I still have all that. I've only used three planks. Business, baby. I never sold carvings like this. Ever. Never, ever, ever. I sell carvings at this rate. It has largely been just finding a good product line and just hammering it. Yeah. Which he knows how to do it. But yeah. But you just won't do it, typically. I mean, you just don't. You go do other things, and that's where you get in trouble. Done that my whole life. Well, I think, like, for me, it's always hard because I always think that this is going to dry up soon. Yeah, I mean, I've always had those same thoughts about different things I've done. I thought, well, this will dry up. and you know, I need, I need to have else. something else in place. But what you should do is worry, it's have an idea, but don't go do act on it until, you, until the other one dries up. Yeah. Ride the horse until you need a new one. Right. Ride the horse until he falls over. Then go looking for a new horse. Don't get ahead of yourself on the horse, man. We don't want to, We want to be like those on TV magicians, you know. We don't give away the secrets. <laughs> you think you're seeing a Santa made, but are you really seeing a Santa being made? There was a little sleight of hand by the wood magician. <sighs> yeah. If this was magic, I think you'd be less tired. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> I watched that video last night on that guy had a little, he was in England there, his left hand, or right hand drive car, I guess. Uh, right hand drive car, bug eye. If I could find a 59 bug eye, I'd buy a 59 bug eye. <laughs> Year I was born, uh. dad had one, BRG, I'd find one. Yeah, I could have a bug eye pretty easy. How much do they go for? They're not expensive. Um, well, what's expensive? You can buy anything from three or four thousand up to ten, depending on how nice the one you want. That's not all that. I mean, in the grand in the, in, scheme of things, that's not a lot of money. No, it's not a lot of money. No. I mean, that's like attainable if you save your money. Smart. Oh yeah, I mean, if that's something you want, you can go buy that. That's you know. That's what I learned using my 4-H money to buy a Nintendo Wii. Yeah. <laughs> if you save your money, you can have it. You just got to decide what you want. Yeah. Tell you, the watching and listening, or I shouldn't say listening, reading there on uh, Bring a Trailer, on those cars that sell and things, 
and you can just see the wave coming on those 996 cars. Really? Yeah, guys just, man, you know, it's a lot of car for the money. and Yeah, and it's still, it's a 3,000 pound car, you know, and still got steering hooked to the front wheels and they're really starting to figure that out and then all the engine stuff they've got figured out on those and the thing is they built a gazillion of those so they're gonna they'll never be I don't think real valuable but guys are gonna start hunting for them yes and the ones they're hunting for are the ones the two-wheel drive ones that's what everybody wants ah, I don't really want a four yeah, they well they like that 4s but the guys that are the, the Porsche guys, the real pure Porsche guys, they don't want four-wheel drive ones. They want the two-wheel drive ones. They want the fun cars. And you're just really starting to see that. I didn't think that Target would bring 20000 considering they'd never been into its IMS. It had a gray interior. Had IMS is a barrier to work with. Yeah. I mean, I did it. Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, it's it's an issue. I admit it's an issue for a lot of people. And you're either going to spend money or, you know, time to fix yeah. it one or the other. You got to do something there. I mean, that's that's the thing, I guess, in the end. You got to do something with it. Bug eye would just be a fun little run around car. Gonna pick up some ice cream in. Yeah, ice cream car. A backroads car. I logged a lot of miles in dads. Yeah. How long did he have it? I don't know. Three years probably, maybe four. Got rid of it. They're small. I mean, a tall person fits fine in them because all those English cars got unlimited footwell because you basically sit on the floor. You know, I'd like to find one with the bigger motor, but I'd settle for a 948, it wouldn't matter. The 948 produced 42 horsepower. 42? Yeah. <laughs> True race car, man. Yeah, I guess. 42 horse. We'd go to Sunday shoots in it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Because the, there's no bulkhead in them. So behind the seats, it's open all the way to the taillights. You can store a lot of stuff. So, yeah, we just slide our guns in there, kind of between the seats and back into that trunk. You know, just the barrels that stick out up here. And it's kind of long up that way anyway where you're sitting. And the It was such a funny car. The turn signal was a toggle switch on the dash. Is a double pole oh double throw toggle switch so this way you know is left and that way is right and i mean it's just a dirt simple car i mean gosh it's from the 50s you know and he bought it drove it the first year with the transmission messed up it kept getting worse man we're gonna have to fix that so then he put me in charge of fixing it oh really yeah yeah, Dad didn't like tear cars apart. He was not into that at all. 
That kind of strikes me as something he'd be into. No, no, he was never much into cars. And so I took that thing and Memorial Day weekend, dropped the tranny out of it. Which those English cars are weird. Most of those early sports cars, the tunnel section inside the car unbolts. Okay. It's just held on. It's got a flange around and bolts down. You just unbolt that and you take your transmission out inside the car. You just take your seats out and okay. get them out of the way. That's just four bolts to a seat. And then you just take that tunnel cover off and you can just unbolt your transmission, pick it up. Of course, a tranny thing, you know, about like that. That's I mean, I can just pick it up and carry it around. Not much. A little cast iron transmission case. Nothing was alloy back then on those kind of cars. And I just pulled the tranny out of it. Of course, you know, I knew everything about Austin Healey transmissions, having never been inside one in my life. <laughs> and I tore that thing down Memorial Day weekend and figured out what was wrong with it. What was wrong with it? The, the In a transmission, how transmission works is there's a reverser gear in there. So when you go over and catch that reverse, there's yokes in a transmission. So every time, okay. if you're in this gate, you know, or this gate or that gate, you pick up a different yoke each gate you're in. That yoke's a, a shifter fork is what I should call it. And it slides on a shaft and it, it changes gears. Okay. And so there's a central gear in a trans, manual transmission called the leg gear. And, okay. it's, and it's got several different gears on it. And then off of that, usually they use first for reverse. So there's a, another, when you go in reverse, you catch a yoke and it slides a gear up there, a reverser gear right. that's on a, a separate shaft and that reverses you. And uh, that gear was shot. The first gear was shot. Second gear was chipped pretty bad and the leg gear was messed up. Just from him driving it? No, was... from the car being abused at some point in its life. Gotcha. So I started the hunt. Well, back then all you had was the back of road and track had ads in it and uh car and driver and Hemming news. And I mean, that's, that was it. That was your resource. That was your Craigslist. Yeah. And so I started looking, well, what I found out real quick was those transmissions were made to order. So you could order whatever ratios you wanted in your transmission. Well, that was really useful. <laughs> Not. So I had to go through that thing and figure out, I had to count the teeth on all the gears. And I had me a little note there of all my leg gear counts and all my other gear counts. So you could keep track of So it. I knew what I was buying. And finally out in the, Seattle, Washington, I believe, I found a, a guy that dealt in that stuff, and he said, give me your counts, and I gave him my, he said, I can fix you up. He said, now what all do you need? He said, I've got those gears. And I told him what I needed, and for, I don't know, seems to me we spent like 120 some dollars with shipping to get it here, get parts here. Well, that was... A lot more money than $100 is now. And uh, he shipped me parts. And it took me all summer to find those parts. And on uh, Labor Day weekend, 
I put that car back together from memory, that transmission. And how old were you? I was driving. Okay. That's 16, 17. It, well, no, that's probably older than that. I, I might have been 19 or 20. I couldn't do that. Put it all back together. Off we went. Kept it in a box all summer. But everything was so simple. Yeah. Had two little, his had to, they made them both ways, but his was a twin carb, had a pair of SUs on it. And I'd bounce the carbs out, get that thing all tuned up where she was running good. Had a carb bouncer. I think I kept that. I think I found that at Dad's there and put it in one of my boxes. And I'd bounce my carbs in. They still sell the same bouncer I had. Oh, really? Yeah. All it was is a disc with a tube off of it that you could pivot for if your carbs were downdraft or side draft had foam on that disc and you put that over your carburetor and it would pull draft on it and there'd be a red uh, plunger in there that'd move up and down and so what you do then is you would set your you tune your carb linkage so at a given rpm both carbs pulled the same amount of draft okay so your carbs were balanced and uh i mean it's dirt simple stuff yeah. you know but <laughs> it was fun i i enjoyed playing with those cars Cars were just simple back then. It's just a different age. Yeah. I mean, now everything's computerized. And, and you know, you get all the advantages, but it's you, you lose something in the translation from the really simple cars of that time period. There's a lot to be said about simple. Yeah. I don't care what you're talking about. Those were simple cars. I wouldn't mind owning an English car. I mean, I I would take a TR6 or a um, Bug Eye or an A, an MGA. I wouldn't mind an MGA. Those are really pretty cars. So you think he's too wide that way? I think he's a little wide. He's a little fat. I think I'm going to slender these guys down just real quick. I'm just going to skew a little.